0: Real estate is competitive, and many agents hold successful strategies close to their chest, but not great agents, and certainly not me. I'm here to help you succeed. I'm Chris Heller with this week's episode of the Agent Advice Podcast. Everyone in the industry knows agents need a way to make smarter decisions based on data and real reviews, not just sales pitches. Hi, it's Chris Heller, Chief Real Estate Officer at Ojo Labs, on the Agent Advice Podcast. This week, we have a great guest from the Pacific Northwest, Nick Shivers. Nick, say hello to our audience.
1: Chris, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. the man, the myth, and the legend.
0: Uh, well, you uh, you always make it fun, no matter <laughs> no matter where we're talking, whether it's in Mexico or over the phone. So, um, say, take a moment and uh, tell everyone who's watching or listening, you know, where you're at and uh, what your what your business looks like.
1: Sure, sure. So I'm in, in my main hubs in Portland, Oregon. Um, I have 10 agents, about four admin and a lead manager. Um, I am mostly out of production. Um, I think I did about six deals last year um, of just uh, strictly friends. And of course, in the million dollar plus range. Um, <laughs> but uh, so Salem, Salem, Portland, uh, Clark County. I also have my own little iBuyer platform called My Rocket Listing, and my, and my real passion is a platform called Sell a Home Save a Child, my my nonprofit movement uh, that I started a few years ago.
0: Well, we're going to talk about both those, so uh, yes.
1: I want to I want everyone
0: to hear about that.
1: The uh, how long have you been in the business? Uh, I, I I mean I'm an old chisel bet, twenty years, going on twenty one.
0: 21. Well, if, if you're old and chiseled, I don't know what I am because I've been in a, business a lot longer than that. So um, the um, maybe I'll just say I'm just chiseled. How's that? <laughs> you are
1: chiseled. I was, I was noticing when you were flexed. I'm like, damn, those, your bicep are getting
0: huge. Yeah. So, uh, hey, if anyone wants to get a hold of you, if anyone has a, a referral for your area, how's, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you?
1: You know, they can always message me on Facebook, Nick Shivers. Uh, they can... Uh, email me. They can go to nickshivers.com. Um, they can send a, peri- a, a, a pigeon carrier. I mean, I'll answer to anything.
0: Chris. All they have to do is scream in Portland, I need a great agent, and you'll show up. <laughs> there
1: you go. Of course.
0: <laughs> so the, uh, how many transactions uh, will you guys do this year?
1: I think we'll be, we'll be somewhere between 320 and 340.
0: So 320 and 340. Not, yeah. too, not too shabby, my friend. Yeah, it was a good year. Good year. And, and, and good year in a you know, tough market. I mean, people nationally have seen what's been going on in Portland. And yeah. although I'm sure what we see on TV is not the whole city, but you know, it still makes for challenging, challenging times, that, the pandemic and everything else. Uh, yeah. You and I talked early on you know, when the pandemic hit about you know, what do we think is going to happen? And, and I know you made some changes and sort of how you guys operated. What are some of the things that, that you did or some of the pivots you made to be able to Take advantage um, of the opportunities that have, sh- have shown up.
1: Sure. So when this first happened, I was freaking out. Um, uh, so I started when I when I get stressed, I become a little bit dictatorial. And and if I look back, I go, okay, the the things that I did, would I have done them again? Absolutely. The thing that I want, I wish I wouldn't have done is I, I became very dictatorial to my team members. And I started with, so when I get stressed, I start just barking out orders. Yeah. And I, I traditionally, I'm, I'm never like that, but I was scared. I, I was looking at uh, 2008, 2009 over again. I was like, Oh boy. Um, I thought, uh, the luxury market would be destroyed. Um, I was right for about six weeks and then completely wrong, except there's one area in Portland that's still struggling big time in luxury, but overall the, the market is crazy. So the the first thing, of course, um, is I started reaching out to guys like you. I said, Chris, what what are, what are your thoughts? Um, and you know, I started cutting costs. And the the first thing that I did was I said, Listen, we are no we are not list uh, buyer agents. We're all listing agents um, because we were already in a slow inventory uh, market, and I knew that that would like probably get a lot worse. And so we shifted. We cut all buyer. Um, lead gen and strictly went to uh, listing agent. A lot of uh, outbound calls, just touch and base with our clients, and then and then I added uh, one other uh, listing listing uh, lead platform that really really did it great for us.
0: Yeah, the, um, you know, and that's what we noticed, right? Top top agents, top teams. When something happens, whether they freak out or not, they're really quick to get into action. And that's one right. of the things that you you've always been good at doing, um, and and you know you reminded me I'm gonna I'm gonna have this conversation with my wife tonight because I get the same way under stress I get I get yes. that and um, so not that she'll buy that as an excuse but uh, at least she'll understand a little better one of my one of my many shortcomings
1: so, <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> the uh,
0: so so here we are you know we've been through six, seven, eight months of of the pandemic and you know, heading into winter, you know, going into 2021, are, are you thinking about it any differently and looking at things differently or, or are you doubling down on on just the efforts that are currently being made?
1: You know, there were three areas that, because again, I am a master of great ideas and I'm not so great at implementation. It's because I, I try to implement too many things. So Um, I mean, not only did we have the pandemic, we had the fires of Portland. Um, We just, today, like 30 minutes prior to us getting on the call, we got a two-week shutdown in Oregon, um, where they're shutting pretty much everything down. So, I mean, uh, the three key, there's there's three business keys and one team key. The team key is just mind space, making sure, because everyone, including myself, have, have had you know, a uh, one-week, two-week meltdown, even though for us, we've been blessed beyond imagine our team's doing, we're up like 35% from the year before. We had a great year last year. Um, so no doubt, money-wise, business-wise, we're doing phenomenal. Yeah. Mentally, it's been a challenge for everyone. So that is our our mental uh, uh, team goal is to make sure, how do we make sure we stay mentally in check during the pandemic when there's not a lot of social interaction and stuff like that. That's number one for for the non-business. Because in our business, it's 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 our families first, always, and my team. I love them. This the the three key things that we're focusing on this year. Number one, lead follow-up automation. Okay, so I, I thought we could do a lot better at at that, we needed some uh, different tools. So we've been slowly, surely, and once we get that done, the two other things is customer experience during the during the transaction. And Chris, our we're like eighty-seven percent of our uh, clients will give us at the end will give us an eight, nine, or ten rating. Okay, so that's that's pretty good. The it, it's that experience after the fact that I I have I, I believe. We do a really good job during the transaction for our clients. Our clients know that we're great negotiators. We specialize in this. My agents are trained on that. We continue to train on that. So we do a really good job for our clients. It's just staying connected with them um, after the fact. And just adding a a few more things. We do, traditionally, we do two really big events, like a Christmas tree giveaway that they're trying to shut down. But I'm going to probably get arrested because I'm going to do it anyway.
0: just, just do and, us a favor. And make sure you're in your Santa costume when you do.
1: Oh yeah, mask. Hey, we'll mask up. It's a, it's outside, so I think we're gonna be all right. And then you know a, a summer event. But those are the three things. And and looking at we've I've already kind of set our, our our production goal. I, I would not care if we did a single more transaction this year uh, in 2021 if we could just handle those three things. Yeah. Get our lead follow up automation better our customer experience, even make it better than we believe it already is. And then that tribe, making sure you're staying in front of that tribe. Because as you know, there's a lot of uh, pressure from around the, that, that do it really, really well. Um, they do it really, really well, but I still believe that, that, that building that tribe of relationships, and I believe that really helps with, with our nonprofit to build that tribe. But it's our responsibility to make sure that we're top of mind awareness, and we stay out. Yeah,
0: and, and and I know what you're. I, trust me, I know what you're talking about. The, um, you know, there are a lot of platforms out there, and, and our consumers, and our past clients, and our sphere of influence have more options today than they've ever had before uh, on information they get, on being able to transact in, in new and different ways. And you know, I, I've I've used the phrase. Of always, you know, creating new relationship relationships and deepening the ones you have, and which is basically what you just described that that you guys are doing. Now, I also know that you also do a lot, a fair amount of investing yourself, yeah. and something yeah. that that I wish more agents would do more of. Um, talk about that for a minute. Like, what's your any core philosophies or or um, things that you try to look for or goals you have around investing?
1: Sure, you know. I, That's one of the things that I tell all my agents. I said, you know, the reality is you could make $10 million a year. And if you spend $10 million a year, you're still broke. I said, so what is, you you have to have long-term assets. And I think in this unknown world, as you can see, the stock market goes up like massive one day, falls another day. I think us as real estate agents, I mean, what better way, we know it, we live it, We get the best opportunities in the world. So why are are not most agents investing? Because, you know, I am a a barely graduated high school, dropped out of several colleges, not the brightest. One of my best friends, one time I was in in a funk and he goes, Nick, just to let you know, it's not your aptitude that's made you successful. It's your attitude. So I know one thing really, really well, and that's real estate. So, you know, my investment strategy is real estate. And I, as a, a blue collar guy, I've done super, super well in that arena. And it's going to leave a legacy for my children. Um, and all my agents, all, all of them, I say, you need to be a real estate investor as well. So half of my team, they do invest in real estate. Half of my team still does not. And you know, um, I still, I'm like, my admin, my head admin girl, she she was able to buy two properties this year, increased her net worth by about $250,000. And she has uh, another $2,000 in po- positive uh, passive
0: Absolutely. income.
1: Yeah. Changed her life.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. The um, yeah, And that's, you know, that's, I know, one of the things that we have in common. Now, that leads into or is at least related to what you mentioned earlier about, you know, my rocket listing, because I'm sure yes. some of the opportunities come from that. Uh, share, share with us, you know, sort of what that idea is, how it works.
1: Sure. So the idea started when I had a set down with Eric Wu, of the CEO of Open Door. And I'm like, wow, this guy's really smart. Um, I asked him the question. I said, your model doesn't seem to be able to be making any money. And he looked at me and he said, I don't need to make money for a decade and my company will be worth billions. And boy, was he right. So uh, I'm Chris, I I lead with my instincts and my instincts and my gut said, Nick, you better start something like that prior to him. And so I did. And my first thought was, I just want people to wave their hand to me first. They aren't going to take any of the deals. And lo and behold, I realized that convenience is worth a lot of money. I'd, I'd invested, you know, I'd buy one, maybe two properties a year prior to that. But we started buying significant amount of properties because people just wanted to be done with. They, they wanted convenience. They said, "You know what?" The, and I'll tell you a story. The first one we ever did was a property I still own in Milwaukee, Oregon. Property was worth four hundred thousand dollars. It was uh, would have sold in a week. We, I, my agent went out there, gave him the instant offer of three hundred twenty thousand dollars, and he, my agent, came back and he said. He wants the 320 and he wants to close it in like two weeks. I'm like, why? I'm like, what? (laughs) He's leaving 80 grand on the. So I actually called the guy up and I said, his name was Patel. I go, Patel. And I can remember that. I go, Patel, you do know that we could sell this home for $400,000 in probably a weekend. And he goes, yeah. He said, I I just want the the sure money. I got to do a, uh, I bring my dad into our house and I just need to do a remodel. And that was, that was really a big aha for me that, you know, people are, you're taking advantage. No, you give people choices and they make their decision on what they want.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's um, in, in January of, of last year, we started marketing in San Diego, the instant offer for the same reason. In fact, it, you and I probably talked about it, probably where the, the, the reason came from and uh, you know, to give people that option, but also to be doing it ahead of any of the institutions that I knew would be doing it. And yes. yeah, there have been some that have completely surprised me where I, I will ask my agents, same thing. Why? Are you sure? <laughs> like, have we explained to them? Have we put it in writing? And some people just want that convenience. So, and I, then I'm, uh, I assume for you, that also leads into just some, some traditional listing opportunities.
1: Eighty percent of uh, the people that we deal with, eighty, probably maybe even ninety percent, are going to go the other option. Yeah. Um, yeah. For us, uh, what we we see is the houses that are really kind of beat up are the ones that are taking that. Not always, um, but majority of them. And 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 after we sit down and talk to them, because on our platform we'll say we have a little sheet that they have to sign. Here is what we think. You could get on the open market, and this is what we'll give you. And they sign, So, you know, 80 90% of the, the transactions will turn into a listing. Um, people, and people ask, well, do, don't people get mad that you're lowballing? No, that's what they want. They want a choice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, you know, whether it's convenience, whether there's a specific need they have, you know, you're, you're giving that them. And I think that's something important that agents need to, to do moving forward is make sure that they're providing optionality. And the reason Absolutely. for that is, as consumers, we have optionality. So if you're not yeah. going to give it to us, someone else is. Absolutely. So let's shift gears and talk about something that I know you're, you're always passionate about. And that's, that's your, your charity and your, your nonprofit. Um, tell yes. everyone about that.
1: Um, so, and again, Chris, you're always such a supporter. And I always thank you. You, uh, you are the million-dollar man, I think. For a thirty-minute uh, session, you got like ten thousand dollars for someone to talk to you. I don't even know if the guy's called your, it
0: you. It hasn't. We we, we we need to make sure he does so he feels good about donating to you. So. <laughs> yeah. And I
1: did you tell your wife that you were the million dollar?
0: Man? No, I didn't. And that <laughs> I don't know how much weight that would carry, anyways. <laughs> so
1: so yes, um, so me and my good friend Eric Hatch out of Fargo, North Dakota, uh, about almost four years ago started um, helping orphanages uh, basically uh, there was an orphanage uh, uh, it wasn't even an orphanage it was a it was a there was a garbage dump in Nicaragua that I cuz I was building a resort in Nicaragua that failed miserably but I got introduced to this lady that was trying to get young kids out of a garbage dump and so myself for the about 5 years from 2005 to about 2010 we raised money in order to build help build via esperanza with a bunch of other people and we were able to take about uh, 42 girls out of a, a Nicaraguan garbage dump, um, get them educated, hope and opportunity. And that kind of spurred, I believe that most people in this world want to make a difference, but we get so caught up in our busyness that we we don't know what to do. We don't know how to do it. So uh, me and Eric uh, got together and we said, let's try to make it simple for other people in this industry and above. above. We have Clients that are uh, title companies, and mortgage guys, and construction guys, and basically what it is, it's uh, uh, a membership, and we help you with marketing. And what I think it does for agents, number one, I believe that your life and your business kind of go hand in hand. What so what? You, what your life is about, your business is also. And and I'm I've been an underdog, and I I love underdogs. So I love to help people. That just I mean. Chris, you and I, no matter how bad it gets in America and how divisive it is, we still have hope and opportunity that you don't see in 90% of the places in this world. Right before I got on the call with you, I was talking to my friend John in Haiti. Educated man, but there's no work there. And yeah. and we're discussing um, you know, what to do. He's like, Nick, help me. And I'm like, you know, cause I'm like, Hey, you just got to start writing things down and then bring it to me and let's start creating. So in, the, in a lot of those countries, there's just, I mean, you can be the, the hardest working person in the world and you still are going to struggle. Um, yeah. but, but the, the interesting thing is it, when you give someone a little bit of hope and opportunity, just a little bit, Oh boy, how the creative the things start working. And, and Chris, I'm happy to say that a lot of those girls that we were able to take out of that garbage dump um, went to college, got married, and the trajectory for those young ladies were either uh, deaths from drug overdose, AIDS, or domestic violence. Um, so uh, a lot of good things from that. So that and and, and it the,
0: still continues. You guys are still very active in what you're doing. So yeah. um, the name of the program is Sell a Home, Save a Child.org. Okay. And, and you, and I didn't, I, I just learned something. I didn't realize that you had packaged this so that other agents could, could use what you've built. So yes. if someone so, wants, if someone wants to find out about that, what do they, how do, where do they go?
1: Just go, go to sell and just uh, leave a, uh, just you can sign up and become a member. And then one of my staff will reach out to you and tell. And basically what I think it does is this, Chris. I mean, I didn't start this for people to, to get, more business but here's the facts my my bet amy oliver my little rocket house she loves kids she loves making a difference she was on a listing appointment and talking about our platform about sell a home save a child and the the, the wife and the husband said we love this we love you amy and the husband's like but you know there was somebody else that said they could do it for five percent And the husband the wife smacks the husband she goes these people are helping kids so i believe it helps build a tribe yeah. And once you build a tribe, it doesn't really matter if open door and Zillow say they can do it for cheaper than you and got it. They're not going to anybody else but you because you're you're a tribe. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Well that's awesome. I um and and that's why whenever you ask if I can contribute, I always do. Uh, yes. So hey, Nick, first of all, thanks for taking the time to do this. I know you're busy. Anyone that's selling 300 plus homes is uh and you got a lot going on uh, for any new agents out there, and there's a lot of them out there. they're either already in the business they may be struggling because it's hard right now. Um, you know if you were starting new today, what are some of the things you know knowing what you know that you would do or that you would advise you would give to a new agent?
1: okay so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down to three things and I, Chris I, I haven't really done this in my early part of my life because It was never trained on that. I I really just went by instincts, but there's one thing you can you kind of hit a plateau with just instincts if you start if you don't start being um purposeful. So, number one, get clear, get clear on who you are. Okay, I'm not Chris Heller, um, I'm not gonna be that system guy like Chris Heller. I I, am not as cerebral as a Chris Heller. I am, I am a a, uh, a motivation guy. That's my strength. So I got to know my strengths and I got to know my weaknesses and stay in your wheelhouse. So you get clear on that. Number two, you've got to have a plan. Um, and and I always like to when I start doing a plan, I always ask the question: What's the best thing that can happen with this plan? What's the worst case that can happen with this plan? And and is the worst case can I still handle that? So if I can handle that, and I and I think there's a lot of upside. I'm gonna move forward, and the last is take action. You gotta take action, and if if I'm doing this business, man, I'm I'm not spending money on buyer leads right now because everywhere across the country, as we know, there is there is ten buyers to one listing. You better figure out a way, no matter what, whether you go out and do it yourself, whether it's door knocking, talk. This is a contact sport. I don't care how much technology is; it's still a contact sport. Now, you got to use that technology to help stay in contact. But you yourself, whether it's between text, phone calls, meeting in person, you have to. You have to. It's a contact sport. So get clear on who you are, have a plan, and then don't wait for perfection. I'm always good at that because I'm never perfect. And then you take massive action. All right. Well,
0: hey, anyone that's listening to that, that is, that is as good as it gets as far as advice goes. And it's the right, the right advice. Um, you know, it just dawned on me, we are uh, at Ojo Labs, December 1st, uh, our Ojo Select Network launches in your area. And I know you guys are signed up. So Absolutely. we're, we're going to have a lot to talk about. And uh, hopefully we're going to drive a lot of business uh, to your team. So uh, for everyone out there, we appreciate you tuning in to the Agent Advice Podcast. Nick, maybe we can get some of your stuff on the Agent Advice site. We'll talk more about that. And again, thank you for being here. Thank you for um, being generous with your time and, and, and all your great ideas.
1: Well, it was a pleasure to be here, Chris.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the Agent Advice Podcast. And remember, you can use agentadvice.com as a free resource. Just as the name suggests, it's written by agents for agents. That's all the time we have today. Thank you, and we look forward to hearing you and seeing you next time.